The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In order to stay ahead of your competition, a lot of your success rises or falls based on your current marketing plan. Get ready for the Mojo Marketing Edge Radio Show. Today, hosts Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez will open up your awareness of the many different ways to market your business and reap major results. Now, here is the team behind Mojo Video Marketing, Ira and Corey. Hello, hello, hello. This is Corey Michael Sanchez. Welcome to the Mojo Marketing Edge. We also have Mr. Ira Rosen over here. Hello, everyone. And this week, you're not going to be disappointed. One of the things we work really hard at is bringing you uh, entrepreneurs that are out there doing it. And today, we have an entrepreneur that consistently does seven figures year after year after year. And if you look up if you look up the word hustle in the dictionary, you're probably going to see this guy's photo. But this guy crushes it and is really one, is a good friend and somebody that I respect a lot. So you're, this is going to be an amazing show, right, Corey? That's right. That's right. So we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about how uh, you know an entrepreneur. You know how we got started and how we really built these multi-million dollar companies. His name Damien Zamore. He's a great friend of ours. And we've really built uh, quite the relationship here over the last couple of years. And uh, very excited to have him on the show. It took us a while to track him down. You know, he's always traveling and, and uh, gallivanting across the globe. So we're, we're going to do a, a great interview here today. We've got some great questions here. So uh, stay tuned. Listen, he's got some great nuggets about what it takes to build a seven-figure company. And, and uh, he's built one of the biggest uh, uh, companies that teaches other marketing companies how to create a, a revenue stream in the mobile space uh, using mobile marketing, mobile apps, and all of that stuff. So uh, let me introduce Mr. Damien Samore. He's the CEO of Go Mobile Solutions. It's an, a mobile app marketing and technology innovator, internationally acclaimed. And, and as an expert, that's you know Damien's really built a, a competitive edge in that market space. But he's a serial entrepreneur. He's a businessman. I mean, he's he's built many other companies here, and uh, you know some some really big ones. It, what I love about Damien is he's got the like Iris said the hustle factor down. You can always see him at these events, just uh, you know, making deals happen, putting together transactions, masterminding, coming up with really cool ideas, innovating them, and he focuses on on the top ten percent of things that that's always going to make him him money. I mean, that's just what he does in any business that he that he goes into. I or anything else on Damien before we we uh, we start the interview. Well, I got to say, I've um, we go we're actually in the same mastermind, and Damien is one of those guys in the in, in the group. That is the one that says, "Well, let's do it. You know, let's do it now. Or how about let's do it yesterday?" So there's, you know, and speed loves success. We talk about that all the time, and it's just that's what I that's what I really re- respect a lot. Plus, he's as smart as smart can be, and he's always, you know, you can give him an idea, and he'll look at it and say, "That's fabulous," but did you try this or think about this? So he's always, you know, he's always looking for that new idea that maybe is right in front of you 
that you wouldn't even see, then he'll point it out. So it's, uh, yeah, we're in for a real treat today, I can promise you. All right, so Damien, Mr. Damien Zamora, are you there? Yes, guys, how are you? Thank you for that introduction. I'm not sure if uh, I'll live up to the not disappointing the audience, but I'll definitely give it a shot today. Uh, Well, introduction. Yeah, no, you're always, you know, whenever I talk to Damien, I always get, like, some great ideas, and, and just, like, being around Damien, it just makes you want to go faster and bigger and harder, and, and so that's one of the great things of, uh, about yourself, but, uh, you know, w- 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 let's start it off. I mean, how did you, Damien, get started as an entrepreneur? Okay, so right out the shoot, boom. So got started as an entrepreneur, let's see, when I can put sentences together. So at the age of, uh, you know, what, two or three, I was an entrepreneur early on. So my, my point being is I have always, I, I learned early on I had the gift of gab, and I just went with it. We went through school all the way into diving into the entrepreneurial world at the age of 16. And uh, so I guess the question is, what did I do to get started? I, I guess it was, you know, when you look at it, I mean, I am giving you an answer from a state of mind of a 16-year-old. It was, I wanted something more, and I wanted something different. And I realized that there was, it's easy to go get a job and it's easy to get fired at a job the next day. But what was more interesting and more challenging and something more that I wanted to do is figure out how to be my own boss, you know, and figure out how to go and be control of when I go out and start my day or what I do in the morning or when I end my day. And uh, so it was really about taking action, knowing I wanted something different from the J-O-B that all my friends had and knowing that I wanted to be in control. And then I guess the answer to the question is taking action, just doing it and being prepared to fail, being okay with failing. Let me ask you this. I mean, what would you consider your first official venture? Okay, great question. So my first official venture, um, my girlfriend at the time, her father was heavily involved in multi-level marketing. And he knew that he had something in me because, I mean, I was out there, top sales guy selling, you know, the Los Angeles Times door-to-door making ungodly money at that age. He really wanted to try to harness that and bring it into his multiple marketing business. And the multiple marketing business at the time was coupon books. It was it was how consumers can send in requests to get the coupons to the very, you know, the very items that they need instead of getting coupons for something you can't even use up in a year or two. So it was an interesting model. And rather than go about it as a multi-level marketing person, you know, because I didn't understand what that was, and it really didn't interest me going and talking to friends and family and all that, I just went and corralled three or four of my best friends, sold them the dream, created a business model around it, and we decided to go and attack the, what are they, uh, the Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts of America. And we picked the niche, we went after it, and we said, we have the best and next fundraiser idea. The absolute winner for fundraising. And it was amazing because within six months' time, we were able to get a lot of interest and sit down at a lot of den meetings and meet a lot of parents and meet the heads of all the different regional from all Southern California. And then over the course of six months, having all this fantastic growth as far as like growth, meaning experience, we didn't make a penny. <laughs> so there was my first real venture and uh, in being a leader and leading a team to becoming more broke, but very enriched with experience. <laughs> so, so Damien, how old were you at that time? 
16 years old. Oh, wow. What an education. I mean, what a, you know, and, and I'm sure you realize that it didn't even matter about the money. I'm sure you're a little disappointed, but I'm sure you realize what you learned and took that away and thought, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. What, what were some of those initial lessons that you learned from all that? Well, I learned at an early age that I was a leader. Like, I was able to convince, think about it, I was able to convince three or four of my best friends to sign up, put money in with me, and put all their time in sitting out in front of the grocery stores with these uh, Boy Scouts of America and having all these meetings and doing all this stuff and not making a dime. What a great leader. (laughs) They stayed on board for six months until we closed it all up. So I learned I was a great leader. And, you know, I was able to put our sales skills to work. Like, I've I've always been honing in on my sales skills for, like I said, since I could put sentences together. And that was a really good, (laughs) I had to really sell my soul back then. That was a a really good learning experience for that six months. But, you know, one of the big lessons we got was the failure. And that failure actually springboarded me to my next opportunity, which I can say is the reason for my success today. So if I wasn't out there, and it, I didn't have that ability to fail, then I wouldn't have that ability to jump into the opportunity that I went on to make millions with. So I'll give you that. I'll tell you exactly what it is. So what happened was all these, all these books, coupon books were being sold, and then when the actual end product was being delivered to the houses, everybody was disappointed because they weren't, it wasn't basically what the company put it out to be. They weren't getting all of the coupons for the stuff that they want. They were getting coupons of the stuff that they didn't want and things like that. So it turned into a big problem, and all of a sudden I got a phone call. I remember it, six months in. It was, it was the day, it was my first big loss. I, I wanted to cry that day. And it was when I got the phone call saying, we're pulling the plug. Right in the middle of the whole fundraising, we're pulling the plug because we're getting a bunch of complaints from the parents. Now, keep in mind, at that point, I was leasing an office space. It was, it was one of those shared office spaces. It was like a closet, and we had four desks in there. Mm. And that's where we would show up mm. every single day to powwow each other up and to go out and go about our day. Uh, everybody's wondering, wait a minute, didn't this kid go to school? Let me just back up and say I dropped out of school at 15, so we'll start there. <laughs> so, okay, so going back to it, it's, it, it, it was that day that I got the, the nuclear bomb hit that office because now I had to go walk down the stairs and tell the landlord of the building that we were done. And then worse than that, I had to tell my friends, we, we're never going to make it. It's done. This is over. And that was like I thought it was the end of my life at that moment. But literally within 24 hours, I springboarded my next opportunity. Right on. <laughs> Tell, well, you, you can't leave us hanging now. <laughs> Tell us what that was like. And that was literally walking down the stairs with my chin in my chest, damn near in tears, wondering what I'm going to tell my friends. And a man, I remember him to this day, Charles Black, walks in. He was the guy that referred me to that office complex just to, you know, to, to get some space. He was walking in to collect his mail. He had been trying to get me into the credit card processing business for a better part of a year. And, you know, when you're really high on your own supply, you're like, man, I, this, my thing is the best thing, and nobody's going to convince me otherwise. So I just told him, nope, 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 nope. And that day when I had lost everything, I'm walking down the stairs, and he's walking in, and I said to him quickly, hey, Charles, is that opportunity still available? And he said, I'll see you in the conference room at 8 o'clock the next morning. <laughs> and sure enough. I showed up to the conference room at 8 o'clock the next morning, and he started to map out a plan in the credit card processing business how you could call on local businesses and sell them machines so that they can slide cards through for approval. Because at that time, in 1990, 89 and 90, they were still doing a lot of the knuckle buster where they would get the carbon copies of the credit card and look in the book to see if it was good. So this was, a, this was right at the beginning of what I would call a gold rush. 
and it really proved out to be a gold rush. He started showing me how we could pay two to three hundred dollars for equipment, sell it off to a leasing company, sell the you know obviously get the merchants to sign on to take credit cards with the equipment. They paid fifty nine a month, and the leasing companies would fund us two thousand dollars a pop. Wow. My eyes lit up, Holy and I just God. went after it, and I started hiring salespeople, and the rest is history. I was firmly in the credit card processing industry at the age of 17 at that time. So how long, how long did you have that company for, and how many salespeople did you have? Well, that, uh, okay, so, so the, that, that company took various rounds. I mean, you know, uh, you know from, from 17 to 19, it might have been, you know, me with about four or five guys, and we're just we're just hitting all the streets of Orange County, L.A., San Bernardino, et cetera. But then we started getting bigger with direct mail, so the company started to expand. I went and partnered with someone else that ran their own office so that we could, like, leverage what, what basically leverage. I started learning leverage. We were able to leverage his capital and his direct mail skills and then leverage my sales team ability, um, you know, running sales teams. And then we went from doing let's say, 100 merchant accounts per month to doing four to 600 merchant accounts per month. Now, thinking this is, this is at an early age, and this is anywhere from 1500 to $2,500 lease funding. Very profitable model. Fast forward all of that, we went on to doing you know, thousands and thousands of merchant accounts a month and, and going after different industries. So the, so the business actually evolved over time. In my wake, you know, I've been responsible for over 50,000 individual merchant accounts with merchants to this point. Wow. No, that's crazy. And so there's a couple of things that I, uh, you know, I've really heard as a, a kind of an underlying factors here is, uh, is leverage, number one, and, all, and leadership, which you said earlier. So, you know, what, what were some of the things that you, that you learned about leadership? What got everybody so inspired? How did you... How did you get so many salespeople and how many people to invest time into something and really and really just uh, dig deep and, and, and do it based upon your motivation? I mean, wh- what was the big thing that you, you know, what were some of the big attributes, big skills, big motivators you used? You ever heard of the Pied Piper? The Pied Piper, yes. God, I can't you believe You need to you know s- how to play that flute. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe you, you just said that. You ever heard of Picasso? Sure. Yeah. You need to know how to paint that picture. <laughs> so first and foremost, you have to believe in whatever it is that you're doing first before you're going to convince anybody else. Once you believe so deeply, like to the point where you feel like in a sales environment where you are screwing over your prospects if they don't leave with your product. Once you feel that, when you're com- with conviction, then you can start to sell your, you know, you start to build leadership and start to build a team. Because you believe in what it is that you're doing, and it will just, you would exude it in passion and your belief and, your, and, and, you know, leading by example and taking action. I always led by example early on. I was always the best salesman on the floor. I was always the best salesman in the street of my own team. Like, not only the owner of the company, I prided myself on that. I was better than all of them in selling because I would be able to lead by example. Therefore, the team will continue to charge down that path with me, and they'll learn because they're, again, leading by example. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but you've got to be able to paint the picture. You've got to be a Picasso and you've got to be a Pied Piper. Believe okay. in yourself, believe in what you're doing, and they will come. Well, Damien, I think what you just talked about is really key elements of success. Uh, there's very, very few people that are out there that believe deep down in their heart that if you're letting them down if they don't become your client. So it's all about, you. once you agree, you've got to just fall in love with your own product or service and just become this, 
you know, become this advocate, this person that's out there beating this drum relentlessly. And I think that's what it takes to really, if you're going to do, if you're going to do an amazing job and you want to hit seven figures, you've got to have that mindset. You can't just kick the can down the road. And wouldn't you agree, you just got to be on fire and full of passion? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And as you start to go down and you start building companies and you start realizing that you want more people that fit that mold, you know, it starts with you, but as you start building companies, you start looking for more of you. You know, you want more people that will share that same passion. And, and that's, that's kind of how you, you build your team by building it with like minds, with people that share the passion, share the dream, and share the massive action-taking work ethic. Absolutely. You know, I think that's, you know, talk about leverage for a second. We're going to, I just want to get your take on that. What, how important is leverage for people that are listening that are entrepreneurs? I mean, talk about your mindset on leverage and, and joint venture partners or some of these things. Just give me your thoughts on that. You need, you need to be looking for leverage at every turn. Leverage is the golden key to many opportunity and scaling, scaling those opportunities. Leverage. Leverage, leverage, leverage. So there's plenty of examples that we can, we can share and show, but when you find that another company, you talk about joint venture, right? When you find that another company has the right audience for what it is that you're offering, then obviously an example of leverage would be to do a joint venture so that they can promote your product to their audience, which therefore gives you more sales. So if I can break this down into something simply that you can go out and work on tomorrow, leverage, Whatever it is that you're offering, your product, whatever it is that you take to the market, be thinking of who's out there with the audience that is your ideal audience and figure out a way that you can, by joint venture, profit sharing, that you can get them to agree to put your product in front of their people. And what that does is it takes you from the model of one-to-one, you know, the sales of one-to-one, to to -to one-to-many. So that's an example of leverage, right? Getting in front of the audiences that you want by the dozens, by the hundreds, by the thousands, that's one form of leverage. The other thing of leverage is skill set. And my, you know, when you're building a company, you know, I am not an accountant. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a lawyer. Well, I need to leverage those skill sets. Therefore, I'm looking for, you know, I, I got to look for the best of breed in those categories. So again, leveraging someone's skill set, leveraging an audience that is your ideal audience, leveraging technology wherever you can automate things in your business, which will lower your costs, increase your profits, anywhere you can leverage. Always look for leverage. Excellent. No, that's fabulous. We're always looking for leverage as well. So we're going to come back uh, in just a moment. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Damien and talk a little bit more about leverage, leadership, leads, and, and business building. So we'll be back in just a moment. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. There is always one thing that will take your business from where it is right now to where you want it to be. One thing that determines the difference between failure and success. That one thing is leads. If you don't have leads, you don't have a business. Leads are like oxygen. Ira and I are going to show you 10 proven ways to generate an unlimited supply of leads. We are going to give you private access to our proprietary system for free. It's called Mojo Lead Mastery. This program guarantees you will never have to wonder where your next leads are coming from. 
Let's start creating the business you've always wanted and deserve. Let's get those leads fired up right now. You can start using our 10 award-winning tactics and tips. Go to mojoleadmastery.com to get your free trial in the Mojo Lead Mastery program. That's mojoleadmastery.com. You take the first step and we'll take the rest with you. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez. This is uh, the Mojo Marketing Edge, mojovideomarketing.com. Check us out. Got Mr. Ira Rosen here, and we're on the line with Damien Zamora, who's talking to us all about leadership and leverage and business building and growth. So, you know, we're, we're very excited because he's he's just spilled some nuggets about how he how he really built his his first opportunities, really based around leadership, about being the Pied Piper, about be, being able to paint the picture, right? And he gave some analogies about being Picasso. So this is some fabulous stuff here, and uh, we're gonna dive into. What kind, what kind of companies he's working with now and how we got that started. Is there, is there anything you'd like to tell us more about uh, the early days of, of becoming an entrepreneur? Is any lessons, Damien, before we go on to that? Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, you know, since I was at the leading edge of the credit card processing market, I guess I was, I, I was conditioned to be looking for what's next. Always be looking for what's next. Not, not that you don't believe in what you're doing, but what can you add to the picture you know, to keep you on the forefront of the technologies and the automation and the industries as they develop. You know, in my time, in, you know, 1996 came around, the Internet started coming around. You know, that was the, the birth of the Internet. So, you know, the, the, you know, what seems like an afterthought now, there was a time when people didn't think they needed a website, believe it or not. Now you're not in business unless you have a website. But in, in, the, in the mid-'90s, I started looking at that e-commerce market, and I found where the credit card processing and the e-commerce markets merged, and we went out again, leveraged talent, leveraged automation, create website-building products way back when, and went after the e-commerce game. And it was at that point when I took the credit card processing industry and one of the first credit card processing online gateways called AuthorizeNet, I had the, the first exclusive contract with that company. That company's a monster now. They've been sold, I don't know, a couple times for, you know, yeah, billions of dollars, big, big money, big money. But it, it was merging those industries where we were providing the web solutions to early entrepreneurs and credit card processing that really hit the multiplier for us. 
um, that, that was a real interesting time. And I started my first dot-com in 1998, you know, one of the ones with the billboards off the freeway, and, you know, we're chasing the eyeballs, 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 like AOL was at the time. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm happy to say that because I never took in venture capital or because I never chased the public, you know, going public, et cetera, that, that that company went on to survive the Internet bubble, and we continued to grow and thrive and continued to deliver e-commerce solutions and credit card processing solutions into the 2000s. Yeah, let me ask you this, because this is one of the things that you are really exceptional at, and that is landing stellar contracts, exclusives and all the like. So what is your secrets to, to really landing those deals and getting people to say yes to you, you know, for, for putting those transactions together? Value. Value. You need to be able to bring value to the table. I mean, you know, when you talk about exclusivity language, that's really a lot to ask for. So you better be prepared to deliver and demonstrate by track history that you bring that value that's worthy of that type of a contract arrangement. Case in point for the example of the past was because we were one of the only agents across the United States that were bringing on a thousand merchants a month, um, you know, for the, for the online payment gateway to be looking at us as, you know, a, as the viable model. I mean, you, you got a company that was, is four employees down in Utah down there, and uh, they were bringing on maybe 50, 60 clients a month, but they heard we were bringing on a thousand a month. I used that leverage point, and I gained a, a very favorable contract term. And they went on to doing 1000 a month along with us. So it's really delivering the value. And if you can deliver the value, if you can deliver the value that, that matches the contract and factual terms that you're looking for, you're going to have a better chance of getting them. Uh, okay, so some of the terms that made it comfortable doing that deal. So basically there was, there was two online payment gateways at that time. There was CyberCash, which was the pioneer with all the arrows in the back. It was failing at every turn, way back when. It was, the, it was the official first. And then there were a couple small boutiques, Authorized Net being one of them. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, one of the terms that I, <laughs> here it is. You remember I told you you'd pay $200 for equipment that you would sell for you know, anywhere from 1500 to $2,500 yes. on lease funding. Yeah, absolutely. Well, by bringing the software to play and negotiating the term that I negotiated, my cost was $42 a pop. So $42 and the lease amounts actually went up. So we were getting higher leasing fundings, like 2000 to 2500 to 3000 leasing fundings on cost of goods sold that's now dropped down to 42 Now, I had to buy them at 1000 units at a time, <laughs> but I would write a check for $42,000, and I would have 1000 units of inventory. Well, I leveraged all the other guys out there that were paying 150 for software. I just came and charged them $84 for software. So I doubled my price. So even though I wrote a check for forty-two grand to get 1000 units, Half of that I would sell to other guys for double what I paid, and then, of course, I would sell direct retail the rest. That was one example of, of how I used that term, the, the, the pricing terms, to my advantage. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's... Uh... <laughs> it was great because, I mean, think about this. At, at a real early age, you know, I'm picking up checks for, you know, $84 a pop times 100, you know, it was kind of nice. It was, it was kind of nice. I was, you know, I had, I had one guy that literally bought 500 units, you know, every single month, you know, and our numbers started to increase. He'd write a check for 500 units at $84. Wow. wow. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That's, that's crazy. So, so tell me about your current company right now and how did you get that started? Because that's quite the story I know in itself. Okay, so, uh, you know, continued down the e-commerce track, continued down technology, 
what I find is that we've always been in the business of providing solutions that help small businesses. At the start with credit card processing, then it went on to e-commerce solutions, then it went on. We bought a phone company in 2002, and we were providing solutions like you, you currently see with Ring Central or Vonage or you know one of these web-based phone systems. We had one of the early on ones called TV Next. I, uh, we formed a company, had that company for about 10 years. I sold my equity out of that company. But again, I, I'm taking you through the evolution, but it's always been small business solutions to small businesses. Well, four years ago, I wanted to tap back into the payment processing roots. And I, I, you know, we see the, the mobile coming on and mobile coming on strong. And I wanted to reach out to all my old contacts in the business, and I wanted to see where are we with mobile payments. Well, what I found four years ago was it was a conversation that was way too early to be talking about. In fact, still today, uh, mobile, the mobile payment space is still not decided. It's still very fragmented. There's a lot of device and platform um, compatibility issues and all kinds of different stuff out there. So what I decided to do back four years ago was get into mobile because I found that before, before we could sell credit card processing to companies that had websites, they had to have a website. We learned that already. So I took a page out of my history, and I decided that I needed to chase taking merchants to go mobile so that at which point we had thousands and thousands of merchants that we convinced to go mobile, the platform is there and the distribution channel is there so that when the payments, when mobile payments make sense, boom, I'll just drop it in that, in that uh, existing distribution channel. So I then started to decide, well, what do we got to do to take a merchant mobile? Well, there's, there's a couple things that you can do. One is mobile web solutions, which is you, you, a lot of you have heard of responsive design. And then there's also where you could get M. websites, where it's just a mobile website standalone, right? And then there's also mobile applications. Well, being in the web solution space, I realized that it, they can quickly become commodity. I mean, that industry... We went from selling websites for thousands of dollars to giving them away. And I knew that mobile websites would probably fall into that same path, and they did. I mean, now mobile websites are being given away every day, or, or people are charging anywhere from 100 to 200 to 300, whatever, 500 or less for mobile web solutions. So I decided to research what businesses could do with mobile applications. And boom, it blew my mind what businesses can do with mobile applications and some of the marketing benefits that they get through push notifications and some of these other real engaging features of a mobile application. Many of you that are listening to this show right now have downloaded applications. You've been given a little prompt that says, you know, the owner would like to send push notifications. Do you agree? And you would opt into these push notifications. And every once in a while, you'll get this message that pops up on your phone, and it says whatever it says. And I view that as, as it's got to be the most intrusive marketing method known to man still today. And, again, they're asking for it because they opt into it. I realize that that feature for a business is amazing. And it doesn't matter whether you're a restaurant or whether you're a dentist or it doesn't even matter. Um, mobile applications were a way that a business can engage with their customers. So we basically got into the business at that point, and uh, we went out and found a platform that, that, that we could deliver mobile applications to businesses. We created a product where we teach, we've taught thousands of entrepreneurs to go out selling mobile applications to local businesses, every niche you can think of under the sun. And since then, we've put roughly 1,800 mobile applications into the marketplace. Our resellers have brought in over $2 million in sales. 
Um, they're selling mobile applications for two to three thousand dollars to a local business, and uh, and I charge them three hundred dollars to build them. Now, again, I fast forwarded the whole story there, but uh, that's the business that we got into, and that's kind of how we found our, ourselves in it. Now we're four years strong. And, uh, you know, we got thousands of resellers all over the globe. Yeah, and one of the, I want to talk about this because this was like highly impressive is just how you built this mobile empire, right? Because, you know, in a very short amount of time, you brought on thousands and thousands and thousands of resellers who've produced millions of dollars in revenue. And uh, so tell us a little bit about building up that, that kind of distribution channel, that marketing channel, and, and how you did that. Yeah, so, you know, if you think about it, this model of selling a mobile application to a local business is very similar to selling $2,000 worth of equipment to a local business. So it became very natural. Like, hey, man, here, here are all those front-end revenues again right here. A local business needs a mobile application, and they'll spend two to $3,000 for it, and it's a product that, that our resellers pay 300 So the margin is there. So we, we started getting out, and, and we started like leverage I talked about earlier, finding people that already had the audiences that would want to get involved in an opportunity like this. For instance, folks that were teaching people how to do SEO for businesses, folks that were teaching people how to deliver web solutions to businesses, or web agencies themselves doing web solutions, or marketing agencies that are out there pitching old marketing methods, etc. So we, we would go to the leaders of the space and we would get joint venture agreements in place for us to be able to promote this opportunity to their audience. And we've been bringing them on ever since we started doing that. And that, that's been our, our path to, to growing that distribution channel. And you know what happens? It's no different than when I had five or six salespeople working for me going out in the streets selling the $2,000 product that we paid 200 for, right? It's no different. It's just now we get to do it through GoToWebinar and having webinars and, and Google Hangouts. It's, it's just a much larger sales force now. That's fabulous. And one of the things I think you, you're, you are truly an expert at, just amazing at this, is crafting a sales presentation. And a, not just any sales presentation, but one that converts at the highest level possible. And, and so, so tell us a little bit about how you do sales presentations. What are the things that, that you need that, need, that, that they have to have? And how do you construct one for our audience here? So sales presentations, uh, I'm not necessarily the best at sales presentations, but I am much better at hiring people that are really good at building sales presentations. But when I build a sales presentation, you need to make sure that the presentation, first of all, demonstrates the problem and then demonstrates that your product is the solution to that problem by clearly laying out all of the benefits. And those benefits point right back to the solution for that common problem. And, uh, and, and, and these are the things that you need to make sure when you're developing a presentation. You can, you can, a lot of people, they get into creating feature presentations that feature creep or whatever they call it, where, where you're just sitting here saying, and it does this, 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 and it can do that, it can do this, and do that. And you've lost them because nobody really cares. They want to know what does that do? What is the end result? So it's okay that, that this feature is this and this feature is that, but what is the benefit, the direct benefit that it's going to deliver that's going to solve my problem? You know, Damien, you hit on something really important. We talk about this all the time, and it's, you know, the product of the product, and a confused mind will never buy anything. And when you start, you know, I call it just a download where you're just overwhelming them with all these 
facts and you know about the product. They don't want to know. They don't want to know that. All they want to know is if they ask what time it is. Uh, that's all they want to know. They don't want to know how to build a watch. And uh, wouldn't you agree that you give them enough information, but not too much, so that they're compelled to buy and make that decision? I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. It needs to be a custom solution, customized to them for their common problem or their problem. You know. Yeah, that's fabulous. And and here's the here's the cool thing. And this is what you mentioned. And I know you've done this multiple times. Is that you know one of the things you've always used for leverage is instead of going out there and doing the selling, you've done this time after time after time. You brought you bring in somebody else. And so you know even now when you're doing webinars and you're selling you know thousands of units, I mean you have somebody else presenting, which is fabulous. So what's what do you think are the secrets to bringing in? you know, that right pitch person that's going to go out there and, and uh, essentially be the one selling for you? Yeah, so, so the, well, first of all, I'll talk about the reason why I, I do that. Again, it's just another example of leverage. I know that I can get on stage with 500 people and I could deliver an amazing result. But I also know that I could put my ego aside to know that there's plenty of other people that can deliver 10 times what I can deliver. So if I know that, then it makes a lot of sense for me to seek out and see if I can partner up with someone who would be able to sell 10 times what I can on stage, right? So that's the reason why. There's always someone better at this than me, so might as well go out and find that solution and that source. Now, as far as putting together a deal, profit sharing, giving them a vested stake in what's going on so that it's, it's kind of like a commissioned salesperson, you know? If you sell X, you make X. You make a percentage off of gross. I mean, that's, that's been the model that I've used is uh, they have an, a direct incentive to maximizing sales because the more they sell, the more commissions they earn. Um, as far as, like, you know, finding the right person, you know, right now there's a lot of great sources. And I know you, you guys teach the LinkedIn strategies, and LinkedIn is a great resource to be able to tap into to find people that if you're looking for speakers, they basically claim themselves to be speakers all over LinkedIn, right? You can find them. You can find where the speakers are. Or if, it's, if you're just looking for one-to-one salespeople, like you want to grow your sales staff, you're looking for people to do selling in that environment, or if you're looking for people that deliver webinars or, you know, online sales presentations. LinkedIn is just an amazing place, I'm sure. Um, I don't have a lot of experience in fishing in that pond, but I'm sure there's plenty of resources out there to to leverage yourself when it comes to selling, either platform selling, group selling, one-on-one selling, whatever. That's fabulous. Okay, good. So yeah, I mean, is that right? I mean, you agree with that? Oh yeah, totally. LinkedIn's a great way to do that. I know you do a ton of networking. You always, you always out there just meeting and greeting people. You're not, you're not there in the ivory tower and just kind of like you know calling the shots. I mean, you go out there and you roll your sleeves up and you and you find what you need to find, which is one of the reasons why you you know you've been truly and highly successful. So you know uh, we're we're gonna take a short break, Damien. We're gonna come back. We're gonna we're gonna. Uh, dive into some more great questions about converting and closing and leads with Damien Zamora and uh, it's going to be fabulous so we'll see you in a moment talk 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 that's all we do is talk if you'd like to talk call us toll free right now at 1-866-472-5787 that's it that's it voiceamerica.com in the spirit of have couch will travel dr carol lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world 
Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez here, mojovideomarketing.com. Check us out there. We're with Damien Zamore, who's spilling the beans about leadership, about leverage, and, and maximizing your business growth. So we're going to couple, we're going to cover some really great distance here. We like to focus on generating leads. This is a, you know, that's what we like to focus on in the show. And uh, so Damien, you know, you've, you've built a, you know, a very responsive database, people that love hearing from you and, uh, you know, clients, customers, leads, all of that stuff. So, so what have you really used in order to, to build that database? And, and uh, how'd you, you know, why are they so responsive to you and your message? So to build a database, I wish I could say that I was the master of traffic and had all of the magical buttons to push to drive, you know, millions and millions and millions of eyeballs to my offers. But I haven't figured that out yet. Although I, I hang out with a lot of guys who have. So what's going wrong there, right? But anyway, the way that I went about growing my database of loyal subscribers and followers and prospects, because, you know, you've got folks that have spent money with you, and then you've got folks that sit on the sidelines, but they hang out with you, and one day they'll spend some money with you, right? Um, the way I did it was through joint ventures we call JV in this space, and it's, it's how we grew this business over the last four years. Kind of goes back to what I was saying before. You find people that have built their own lists of buyers and prospects, and they have been delivering their own message, whatever that may be. And if you feel that your market, like I did, if you feel like your message is a match, then you strike a deal. And typically the joint ventures that I strike are uh, Internet marketers, you know, again, they're the Internet marketing gurus, you know, 
on offline marketing gurus out there, you know, folks that again, they have big audiences. And I think that my opportunity would suit them well. And we do a 50, 50 joint venture relationship where, you know, if it's a thousand dollar product, we're splitting it 50, 50. So I come with the pitch and the product and the offer and you come with the people and you basically send these emails out to your database and bring them on to my registration system where we're now capturing all of these leads and then they show up for a live webinar and then my speaker shows up and delivers the presentation and delivers the sales. And that's how we've done hundreds and hundreds, over 350 JV promotions uh, since we started that. Wow, that's amazing. You know, Damien, you know, we love webinars as well, as you know, and we just did one. We both did one for each other recently, you know, for those of you that are listening. And, you know, it was really, it was wildly successful. And there was, you know, formulas that we followed. But uh, a webinar, to me, it's the same It's the same principle as if you do a live event. If you do a live event to get, say, 100 people to show up, that's not an easy task where to get a couple hundred people on a webinar, that's, you know, that's still difficult, but it, people can sit right in their living room. They can sit right in their office and just sit there and pay attention and be interactive and involved, not have to leave their house. I mean, I, I really believe that webinars now are, I really, for 2015, I see it as a wave of the future for the next couple of years. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I couldn't agree more. I think that uh, it is another case in leverage where we're leveraging this technology called GoToWebinar or Google Hangouts or the other platforms that are out there. And we're leveraging this technology so that our costs, when you talk about the costs that it takes to put on an event in a hotel ballroom to bring 100 people in versus the cost that it takes to bring 100 people on a webinar, it's it's ridiculous, right? It's night and day. So, so we're leveraging this technology and this low cost basis here to be able, it's a great platform to bring on hundreds and hundreds of the, what I call that sell one to many, right? It's the one to many platform. It's, it's a much lower cost way of doing it. And you can do it at any time and you can do it in your underwear at home, you know? <laughs> so, Fabulous. No, that's what we love about webinars and a phenomenal model and, and you've made millions on webinars. So it's, you know, that's stellar. So, and, uh, you know, what, um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what, what do you think, you know, it's a it, new year is coming, it's approaching, right? We've got 2015. What are you working on right now that you're excited to launch? Where are you going? What, what's Damien Zamora up to for the near future here? Mobile, 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 baby. Mobile, mobile, mobile. <laughs> mobile, mobile, mobile. So we're still delivering mobile applications, some of the best mobile applications that uh, we're doing some of the best work I've seen ever in design and, and what mobile applications can do for businesses. We're having a lot of fun there. We are now getting involved with uh, some of my old friends in the Rolodex who have been consistent in the payment industry, and I'm now seeing all of the latest and greatest on mobile payments, and I'm working on merging this together. Mobile applications, mobile payments, all under this business model that, uh, that we've been working with our resellers and white label partners that we've been building up and continue to build. So it's really about bringing on more white label partners that want to market what it is that we do under their own brand and name, bringing on more resellers that want to partner up with, with Go Mobile to, to deliver mobile solutions. And it's going to be delivering more, you know, more arrows in the quiver, you know, just more, more solutions for that local business to help them. Here it is. At the end of the day, we help local businesses drive more people through that front door and keep the people coming back again and again and again. And that's what 
we're all about, and we do it through mobile. Mobile's not going anywhere. In fact, it will be the only before you know it. Mobile is here to stay, and mobile is a massive opportunity. And through Go Mobile, you can deliver the solutions these businesses are looking for. Got it. So let's let's talk a little bit about this because you're in the mobile space a lot. I'm a you know as a business owner, you know what are the ways that people can generate leads using mobile these days? Well, first of all, everybody's searching on their mobile devices for whatever it is they're looking for. And if all you have is a desktop website out there and you're not delivering your content, your information, your message, the way that the majority are consuming it, start over. I mean, just game over, you know. So putting yourself out there mobile is the first step. And, you know, Google's favoring mobile on the search rankings. Uh, you know, again, I don't know about you, but when I'm searching for something on my mobile device and I hit a site that's not mobile optimized, I get ticked off. It's really, it, it, there was a study shown that, that there's a percentage of people that get pissed when they land on a regular desktop website from their mobile device. People are starting to expect that the businesses deliver mobile solutions now. That's all we're doing. I mean, my entire family, I don't know how many devices we have around this house from mobile phones to tablets. It's got to be in the dozens. Um, Per person. <laughs> but anyway, this is how we want to consume and, and get our information. So for businesses to drive leads from mobile, you got to be mobile first. Then there's plenty of mobile ad platforms out there that you can take advantage of and start paying for the traffic, you know, start paying for that mobile ad traffic, getting served up in ads that are, you know, on some of the other mobile apps, the popular mobile apps that are being used out there on a daily, hourly, by-the-minute basis. There's so much opportunity in mobile to drive business because that's where everybody's at now. It's the platform of choice is mobile. Yeah, it's it, very cool stuff. And and so tell me, I mean, you've seen a lot of apps come come your way and some very cool things that businesses are doing. I mean, you know, are there any any, any things that you've seen, any interesting, compelling ways that uh, you know uh, businesses are using mobile apps to generate? You know, more customers, yeah. better customers that that you find oh, yeah. kind of cool and exciting. Here it is. I'll, I'll give you the top. A couple right up on top. The top is push notifications, okay? Like I said before, never before have we had, I mean, besides people signing up for text message platforms, like, hey, text blank to blank to get blank. Fine. A little bit of an older model, whereas the mobile application, it's this this multimedia channel that you open up to your prospects and your customers. And they've given you permission to send them messages the most intrusive way you possibly can, which is by push notification, which pops on their phone like a text message. And the way GoMobile delivers app solutions, we actually let you set up list segmentation to push notification. So, for instance, think of a school. Could they use a mobile application? And could they have one list, which is a push notification that went to all the students? And could they have another list, which is only the faculty? And could they have another list, which is only the parents? And they would send the messages that were intended to that audience through push notification. Okay, now for a business, I know a school's not a business. I just wanted to give you an example that this does go beyond the business. Churches, nonprofits, schools, you name it. But let's go back to the business. You might have beer lovers. You might have scotch lovers. You might have wine lovers. I can tell you right now, you send a scotch lover uh, promotion about wine, he's probably going to opt out of your list. So it's real important that you're sending the, the intended messages to the intended audience. And you can do that through push notifications. So first and foremost on my list to answer your question, Corey, is push notifications are powerful. They're read 97% of the time as compared to 2% to 3% on email at best. So that's number one. Number two is gift and loyalty. 
Gift and loyalty, gift and loyalty, gift and loyalty. How do you get them coming back? How do you get them to buy more? You give them loyalty. I mean, all of us on this phone, as we're coming into the holidays now, you realize that, uh, you know, gift and loyalty, you're going to the places that are going to give you rebates and rewards, et cetera. Um, gift and loyalty, some of the ways to do that. You know, coming from the payment processing space, we've seen them release terminals and cards, very expensive proposition where you're giving someone a card, kind of like the Starbucks cards, and they come back in, and, and it keeps track of all of their rewards and gives them rebates, et cetera. Then you've got the guys that use kind of the older school model, which is the punch cards, and every time you come in, they punch another hole in the card, and if you get 10 punches, you'll get something free. Just like the yogurt place we have up the street, I must have... 20 some odd punch cards in my drawer because I never remember to bring them when I come to the store. I'm getting another one every time. The mobile application can do a lot of that gift and loyalty punch card style stuff through the mobile application. Tracks it all and that's, that's another high, high, high on the list of features that, that a business will benefit from is gift and loyalty. People have asked me the question, Corey, what's the difference between a mobile website and a mobile application? I want to give you the answer. The mobile website is what's out there in the world. When people are searching, that's where they land. So the mobile website is how you acquire new customers. Once you have them, then you get them to download your app to engage with you on a daily, weekly, monthly basis so that you can send them promotions and so that you can give them rewards for their loyalty and so that you can do all kinds of other stuff that we do in the app to engage. So that's what the mobile applications are for. So the third on the list is just engagement and all the different ways that you can engage. We know by history, when you engage with your audience and you engage with your customers and you engage with your online viewers or your members or wherever you fit on this, that's how you keep them coming back wanting more, is engagement. And that's what a mobile application allows a business owner to do. It's phenomenal. This is great information. And, you know, this is where everything's headed. I mean, that's, you know, everybody has their cell phone. They're always on their cell phone, probably not, probably at the, you know, inopportune times, right, while driving at church, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, <laughs> it just goes to show, I mean, everybody can't get enough about mobile. And, uh, you know, people... We go to bed with our phones, Corey. Yeah. It's thick as it sounds. We go to bed with our phones, right? <laughs> Don't you? I yeah, do. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the close. It's always within six feet of somebody at a pretty much any time during the day, which is fabulous. And so, you know, you're, you are the, the, the minister of mobile. Absolutely. You're the, uh, <laughs> the minister of mobile. I think I there, that. you should uh, there coin that there, uh, Damien. That's really good. You know, I read somewhere that the average person is uh, looking, at their, looking at their phone over 105 times a day, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just the minister of mobile. I like that. Yeah, very good. So we've got to wrap up. It. Thank you for it. Yeah, you're right. You, you, you're exactly. You know, well, thank you for being on the show. We're going to wrap it up. So, Damien, where can they go to find out more information about you? Well, if you go to GoMobileSolutions.com, that's GoMobile, G-O-M-O-B-I-L-E, Solutions, plural, GoMobileSolutions.com, and just send a message into us. I'll, I'll let the whole staff know to expect them. If you'd like to, to have a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me, you want to talk with me, you, wanna, you have any questions for me, they'll give you my email address. I'll, I'll put myself out there for your viewers. We're right on. Wow. Damien never does that, by the way. Wow. So this is a very special treat. So thank you, Damien, for being on the show. The Minister of Mobile, the one and only, had a great show. This has been a great interview, one of my favorites. So thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. MojoVideoMarketing.com. We will see you next time. Same time, same station. And everybody have a fabulous week. And let's get some marketing done, shall we? See you then. Adios. Thank you for listening today. 
Please tune in to The Mojo Marketing Edge with Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. We'll be right back.